Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I read a very interesting piece in the Irish Examiner by Tom O'Connor, who's an economist and sociologist. And in the article, he explains that education snobbery is causing a skill shortage. And he believes it's creating a barrier for young people applying for apprenticeships. So should we be doing more to encourage people into these sectors? Now, let me just read a piece of the article to give you a gist of what he's talking about. He says a total of 83,803 individuals have applied for CAO college places uh, for the coming year. Yet a core research report for the construction industry last month found 63% of construction companies were struggling to find workers to build homes. With 46% of the industry profession noting that plasterers are rare, as are carpenters, uh, 31%. This This is contributing to significant inflation in the cost of construction work. The same report noted that career options for construction workers were perceived as poor and the image of working in construction was not viewed positively as a career. Yet there is a high risk that targets for home constrictions will be missed in the coming years due to the shortage of actual workers. Now, the current figure of 8,607 apprenticeships still lags behind government targets of 10,000 per annum by 2025. Remember, of course, that the figure for CEO applicants this year is 83,803, compared to 8,607 for apprenticeships. There is a huge mismatch here, he says. Where with apprenticeships, figures running at 10% the figure of the CAO applicants. He said there's a cultural challenges which need to be addressed and parents need to be encouraged to advise their children on taking up an apprenticeship. Irish society has been possessed of a, of a cultural snobbery towards university education and this will take time to change but public information campaigns need to begin this process. We need to remember that higher degrees, uh, the information superhighway and the internet of things will not service our coffee and groceries or take care of our elderly and it certainly will not build houses or fix leaks in our attic. It will only create bottlenecks in the economy, waiting lists for work, inflation of costs and misery for many. And he has a really good point. That we that this is a thing that every kid has got to go to college. You've got to go to college. Years ago, when I was young, most people went into apprenticeships. You know, to be bricklayers, electricians, plumbers, mechanics. Well, mechanics is probably going to be a thing of the past. I hope not. But uh, probably in about 15 years' time, if all cars are electric, apart from the odd thing that needs to be serviced or maintained on them. Um, so it's going to be a different type of career, I suppose. There will be no engines anymore as such. But in saying that, you know, there'll always we'll always need plasters. We'll always need, uh, you know, electricians. We're always going to need carpenters. We're always going to need bricklayers. We're always going to need crane drivers. All these things are apprenticeships. And... We need to push people more into apprenticeships to learn a skill. But the problem is there's a snobbery at the moment. You don't get a degree for being a bricklayer. But you should, because it is a skill. Have you ever tried to build a wall on your own? Have you ever tried to plaster a wall? Have you ever tried to even patch up a mark on your wall or something when you take down the wallpaper? There's a science to it. It's not easy. There's a skill to it. That's why we pay other people to do it. That's why these people have been doing it for years. Tradesmen have been doing it for years. Have you ever tried to build something out of wood yourself? I have. Sometimes it works out okay, other times it's a disaster. So, I mean, there's a skill to these things. Being an electrician, you'll blow yourself up if you even try it yourself. You'd kill yourself. All these things are skills. Just because it's cool at the moment to be an engineer or to be in tech and work for, you know, one of the the great companies that are out there, the top fives that are out there, the internet companies. And yeah, the money is good, but the money is equally good if you're a good plumber or carpenter or a good electrician. 
It's just not as cool, is it? I mean, when you meet a girl out in a bar and she says to you, what are you doing? You go, oh, hi, yeah, I'm a software developer. I mean, that sounds good, doesn't it? You meet a girl and you go, yeah, I'm a plumber. It, it, there's this kind of snobbery to it. It just doesn't sound as good. But we need to get that out of our heads because the plumber could be making more money than the software developer. He could have his own plumbing company working for the state, you know, and 400 houses, a contract. So what we need to do is encourage more. So how do we incentivize young people to take up apprenticeships? Do you believe there's a snobbery there? And if you work in these sectors today, as a plumber, electrician, whatever it is, I want to hear from you today. I want to hear you tell other people why they should go into your industry. Let me know. The number is 87 If you work in these sectors, I want to hear from you. And do you believe there's a snobbery around jobs in this country? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 this obsession with going to college in this country. <laughs> Amy, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Amy? I'm very well, thanks. And you know. There, there is a snobbery, isn't there, Amy? Oh, no, 100%. And I, I kind of agree with you with the whole of, like, um, like telling your kids they need to go to varsity. Not all kids are the same. Like, my son's got ADHD. He's very good with his hands. He's good at creating things and that sort of thing. And I know for a fact he wouldn't be able to sit behind a desk all day, every day, just like his dad. Yeah, he'd go out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. And I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough. I mean, my husband's a plumber by trade. Um, my dad's an electrician by trade. And my brother's a motor mechanic by trade. So, uh, And they probably all made a very good living at it, by the way. Uh, no, and, and they're still doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, they, 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 you just get the different dynamic of people that, that prefer to work with their hands and create things and fix things and that sort of thing. And not every, I think they'd probably drive people mental if they were sitting in an office together. So it's, it's just the, yeah. the whole I, mindset. But here's the thing, you know, if you, if you do the arts or if you're an engineer or if you're a software developer, you yeah. get four years or three years later, depending if you're doing a degree or a master's, you get to throw your hat in the air and graduate and you get a piece of paper saying how wonderful you are. But if, if you're a plumber, and you do your apprenticeship, but you know, working with a, a plumber for many years, you do it. You don't get the piece of paper, no. and I think that's what we need to do. We need to acknowledge that these are skills and proper skills. I, I think so too, and it's the whole thing of um, like kids being aware of, or the youth being aware of what kind of trades are out there. I mean, there could be something that relates to hobbies that they're really, really interested in already that could spark interest for them, mm-hmm. and just make it easier for them to kind of make the next step and take that option and move on, you know. Because we're all different and there are many kids out there who are really intelligent and academics yeah. and there are other kids who are not academics but they're brilliant with their hands. Exactly. And, they, and they'll make you a sideboard or they'll make you a wardrobe <laughs> or, or, or they're, they're good at plumbing and they can plumb a whole housing estate in, in half a day. So th- exactly. there's so many different people with different types of skills. You don't have to be an academic in mathematics or computer no. science to be clever. If you know no. what I mean, but yeah. I think, but I think we, there's a mindset at the moment, and I remember when I was a kid in school, when I did my leaving cert, there was one guy in our class went to college. Uh, oh. So this is back in the nine, 1980. I can't remember what year it was. I'm that old now. Anyway, okay. but there was one guy. He he was the kind of lick of the class, and he went to college, and we were all going, "Oh yeah, you're going to college," <laughs> but we didn't go to college. None of us went to college. We just went yeah. into jobs. That was just the way it was. And a lot of guys went into apprenticeships. Some guys left before the leaving cert and became mechanics and plumbers and all different things. And these are the people who build the world around us because if we don't have them, we're doomed. Exactly. 
You know, and I, I just think there's a real snobbery at the moment pushing kids into doing a college course that it's kind of just a given that you must go to college. And I think it also falls on the parents, some parents that might feel like they didn't do too well on their end, so they're trying to push their children to, you mm. know, kind of fix it for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, stay, stay there just for a second, because Gerard, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Gerard? No, how's it going? How are you? You believe snobbery isn't really the issue? No, it's not the no. issue. We wouldn't say it's snobbery is the issue. It's just the, the, the generation yeah. of today, is, it's all about... Oh, they want to be famous on Instagram and Snapchat. Mm. They've just no interest in hard work and learning. Literally, literally no interest at all. So what, you think young people are lazy? Um, the vast majority of them are lazy, yeah. They just see mm. all these lawyers, everything on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, everything is glamorous. And, oh, yeah, and that's, that's just the life they want. They don't want to see the hard work. That yeah, they, so they're kind of materialistic and they want to get yeah, rich quick scheme. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, think, they think they can become an Instagrammer or an influencer and make money very yeah. quickly. Yeah, that's, they've not interest in hard work, no. that's the truth of it. Yeah, but we've seen it here in the radio industry as well. There's very few people now going into the, doing the media courses to work in radio. They all just want to do podcasts or they all, you know, because yeah. they think they can be very rich overnight. Yeah. And, and believe me, they won't because nine out of every ten podcasts will not be popular. You the, know thing, I mean? so, the, the thing about what, like, being a tradesperson is, no, like, like you do, you do get a bit of pay. You get a certificate at the end, but you get a trade card, and it's recognised all over the world. Now, mm. I know a lot of people, young people... But it's not a degree, is it? Well, it's not a degree, but there's a lot of people... I work for a, for a rather large company, and there's probably maybe 200 apprentices, electricians, um, plumbers, the likes of that. And there's a lot of engineers, and they don't call it... They've done all these degrees and all. And like so many engineers, they wouldn't sweat in an oven, and that's the truth of it. They <laughs> haven't got a clue... If you, at least if you served your time and you paid attention, you know the job inside out. You'll always better yourself. You know? Yeah. You know? And, and sorry, sorry, go ahead, Amy. Sorry, I was just going to say, and that's, that's, I've come across that as well, like with the apprentice, apprentices or apprentices, yes, apprentices, sorry. Um, a lot of them just see it as, this is my work for now type of thing. They, they, I don't think they are as dedicated mm-hmm. as, or a lot of them are as dedicated as they should be or... It's it's just like a stepping stone for them in in another direction, just to get pay, and they don't even really know if that's what they want to do. But that's why a lot of people go in. That's why there's so many dropouts in, say, for yeah. example, the arts. Yeah. Uh, you know, go to college in the arts, and they'll drop out after the first year because the only reason they did the course is because mammy and daddy wanted them to go to college, and they didn't know what to do. Exactly. And and I think that's really sad. That a child will waste a year or two of their life doing a course that they've no interest in just because mom and dad are paying for it and they want them to do it. Yeah. Or they want to be with their mates. There's a bit of peer pressure there too, isn't it? All my mates are going into college, so I best go into college. Really, that's really what I should do. And you yeah. talked about Jared getting, you know, obviously something at the end of it. Like this is where I think the snobbery comes in. You know, having a degree or a master's or a bachelor's sounds far better than having, you know, I don't know, a certificate or whatever you call it at the end of being a carpenter or a plumber. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though yeah, it's no. not. Yeah. No, we do get a bully. You'll have it. You, you, you get a trade card. It's basically like a credit card or a drive license mm-hmm. in your wallet. You, that's, yeah. that, they, they, that's, it's all recognised. But at the same time as well, like, like the pay, when you're fully qualified, the pay is good. Of course it is. What, what like, do you, you do? Know, By the way, what, do you, what do you do for a living yourself? I'm a plumber myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I mean, you have the potential to make as much money as you want. I'm assuming, do you work for yourself, by the way? 
No, I don't work for myself. Like I, I work for I work for a large uh, engineering company. Right. Okay. Like, there's, there's probably thousands working all over Europe, maybe the world even. But and what are you doing? Are you doing, time, are you doing like, gas plumbing, water plumbing? There's different types of. No, I don't. I don't. I don't pharmaceutical work at the moment. You know? Oh, okay. But the, the thing is, when you're when you're a plumber and you learn, I, I am assuming nowadays, many many years ago, my father was young. He did gas plumbing. Yeah. But, I, but I'm assuming nowadays you do all aspects of plumbing when you do plumbing or when you train in, in an apprenticeship. Yeah, you do. And there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a bit of electrical involved as well because that's part of the... Uh, oh, setting up a boiler, I suppose, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like just basically yeah. uh, electrical isolation and stuff like that, so you don't blow yourself up. It's kind of cross. A lot of stuff crosses over, you know. Absolutely. But like, even at that, like, in regards to, like, even... Like, let's say you're in and you're 9 to 5 that. there's a lot of money you can make a lot of money pocket like into your hand doing extras and stuff like that I, that's course. what we do that all the time of course that's you could next, that's an extra little bonus that, that, that we have used as a cushion you know yeah somebody gives you a ring and says there's a leak yeah. under me sink you know I mean you're yeah. out there that's 60 quid love absolutely. <laughs> and listen absolutely absolutely like, yeah. my, my phone my phone would be hopping yeah like be people out there getting people walked on in the houses and Darine, can you come out and have a look at this? Like, yeah, and, and with, of, with construction know? at the moment, the world is your oyster because yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, the, the government are obsessed, obviously, with getting as many houses built over the next five or ten years, certainly, as, as possible. And not only that, then you have all the companies that are building the construction. Uh, even here, where we are, we're based, the radio station down around the Keys. Yeah. It's well, ridiculous. like, I grew up in literally more or less just a down shop the radio station. Is that, like, and I, so we're saying the good times and the bad times, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, it's, but as regards to without getting off the, the, this generation. Like, I say, like, the, the company we work for, like, there's probably two or three hundred apprentices, and say, out of the two or three hundred apprentices, you'd be lucky to find maybe four or five gems, lads actually want to learn, and they'll ask you a thousand questions, and rather, but the vast majority, they're just standing there with their phones in their hand, hey, taking yeah. pictures for Instagram and Snapchat now. They're absolutely no interest in learning at all. You well, know? But maybe part yeah. of this is the governmental fault as well because, as I said, a total according to this article by uh, Dr. Tom O'Connor, he says 83,803, which is nearly 84,000, have applied for CEO college places, but there's only 8,607 apprenticeships. So mm-hmm. uh, the government did promise a target of 10,000 by 2025, which I don't think is enough. So, in other words, there's no interest in doing it. They, yeah. And maybe you were all right, Jared. Maybe they don't want to get their hands dirty. I don't know. They don't. They don't. They've no interest in getting their hands dirty. They've no interest in learning. Absolutely. Like, as I said, out of, out of, out of the vast number of apprentices that work, that I've worked with, you find a few that, and, and tell you, you give me them, you ask me a thousand questions, give me them lads all day long, rather than somebody who's going to stand there floating around on Snapchat or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? Amy, do you think young people nowadays are a little lazier? Oh, definitely. I think everything is just handed handed on like a, a silver platter when it comes to media and how easy it is to obtain things. Yeah. I think it, it's just made way too easy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think the average 22 or 23-year-old nowadays, if you had to say... I'll give you something simple, like from a plumbing point of view, right? If there's a smell coming, you know, the wife says, Chase, there's a smell coming out of the sink, right? The first thing I would do is have a look at the trap under the sink, you know, take off the two nuts, look in the trap and empty it out and clean it out. That's the first thing anybody would do. If you said that to a young person, they wouldn't even know what the trap was. No. (laughs) But, but, But even me, not as a plumber, wouldn't would have known that, and people would have known that twenty years ago. I think there's this kind of thing where people just don't want to know because either oh, somebody else will do that for me. You know, I get you the John down the road there; he's a plumber; he'll do that. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? People just don't have the the ability to do these things anymore. Yeah, we're we're not manual people. I think Jared is right that we're too busy looking online. Or, well, not me, but young people. I'm talking about <laughs> Pam. You're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Pam? 
Hello, I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, I'm usually a nighttime caller for the laughs and stuff, but I said I'd keep it moderate now today because it's, uh, it's daytime. Oh, yeah, but, um, we, we best keep it clean, as they we say. We better keep it easy, yeah. So, <laughs> the topic is fab. Uh, actually, the topic is fab because I was actually talking to my friend last night and um, I left school when I was 15. Um, no, what, what, what I would actually call is no formal education. Um, I found my, my calling when I was 26. Um, it's not academic. It's um, it's it's. I'm in the sports industry. Um, I'm a I'm a fully qualified uh, uh, coach. Okay, uh, very good. So, and what, and what, what do you coach, um, by the way? What sport do you coach? Uh, swimming. Oh, very uh, good. Exactly, aquatics. Yeah. So, I work with children that have uh, physical and um, intellectual disabilities as well. Okay. Um, and I just went down that area. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I found it when I was 26. But you see, what I'm trying to say is that, like, with the conditioning of our past. Um, in my time in the 1980s when I was born and into 1907 when I kind of left and I went into the work area you know my mum said you can leave just once you get a good job there was no such thing as college then it wasn't actually known to go to college but now my daughter turned 22 and she was uh, a millennium baby like and it's all college you know and even my my mum would say you know what's she doing and I said she doesn't know what she wants she's 22 she still doesn't know what she wants she is going to go to college this year, but I think it's just down to the conditioning as well. And there is, there is a social conditioning that when, when a kid gets to 16 or 17, when they're finishing up school, like in fifth year, there's an automatic assumption where we would say to them, so what sort of cor- what course do you want to do? We don't even think about asking them, would you prefer to do something else instead? Do yeah, you- we assume they think they know what they know already, but like I didn't know until I was 26, so you know, I, I have a well-paid job now and I, and I work for myself and it took me a very long time to get there. I had to work through the corporate system to make a lot of money and um, to work my, my bum off to go through all the courses. And I paid for everything myself, um, all those college uh, courses. I did get a UL uh, university degree. Um, but see, th- isn't that great that you got a degree? But this is what I'm saying. I, I know um, it was mentioned a minute ago as well by Gerard that, you know, you get a card or whatever it is or a permit if you're a plumber yeah. or electrician or whatever yeah. it is to make sure you, you abide by the regulations, etc., etc. But wouldn't it be much better if we treated every job the same way and you got a degree or you got a bachelor's or you got a master's? Yeah, because that's what's creating the snobbery. Like Johnny went, or Johnny did four years and he now, like we need these people in our world. Of course like we do. Like a handyman back in 1979 that would come down to your house and do all the jobs. Yeah. You can't so, get, like but you can't get yeah, workers you can't get anymore. anymore. The man up the road would come down to the house, down to my mum's house and he would do everything. He did wood, he did plumbing, he did electric. He was the handyman for the whole estate. We don't have them anymore. <laughs> no. We don't have the Johnny down the road, like, they're gone. Now, now, the only thing about the Johnny down the road is, unfortunately, nowadays, I'm sure Jared will explain that to me be- about you better than I would, there are so many regulations around particularly electrical work, uh, plumbing yes. and all sorts of things nowadays, because, of course, Johnny down the road years ago probably would have wrapped a bit of silver paper around a fuse. A bit of tinfoil or yeah, <laughs> yeah. a tape or something, like a bit of black tape, I know what you mean, like the duct tape. So the it, duct it has tape to be done a little bit better nowadays, but yeah, I get but what, what I, you mean. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that, like the the, the new uh, the new regulations and the new the new the new Johnnies, the professional Johnnies. Yeah, the um, professional we still, Johnnies. We need them. We still need them, and it's part of our culture. Like you know, we, you can be an academic, but honestly, like it's kind of working with hands, wood, uh, flowers, nature. I'm a spiritual person, but it's, and it's not for everybody. And I can't learn out of a book. And I was classed as the dummy in school because I couldn't read out of a book. Yeah. So you know, I went to remedial English. I went to remedial maths. I couldn't grasp the oh, whole Do you know what? I haven't, heard, I haven't heard that word in years. When I was in school, that's what they used to call it, the remedial class. The and, remedial, and, yeah. And it's so insulting, isn't like. it? Yeah, yeah it's, demor- it's demoralising. You just feel like a total loss. 
Yeah, because there was always this thing when I was in school that there was the kids in the slow learners class or the remedial class, as it was called. And and you know what? Most of those kids probably went on to get really good jobs or apprenticeships, being mechanics, being plumbers, uh, being whatever it was, because they were good with their hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a certain amount of... I was, I'm good at music, art, singing, dance. I'm very creative. Um, and, like, sport is a creation. You know, you're, you're, I learned how to swim and all that kind of stuff. And I'm helping kids now and I'm giving back to the community. But, like, the, the, the professional Johnnies, they do give back to the community as well. Like, they're, they're people people. They're, mm. they're there with the person working with them. Like, if there's a fault in their home, like, what about COVID? What about all those people? Like, a book isn't going to help you through COVID. You need well, to well, well speaking of the professional Johnnies, Jared, you're a professional Johnny, essentially. Um, yes. How do we encourage <laughs> more of the professional Johnnies? How do we encourage more kids to utilise what they have, the skill they have, and not this automatic suggestion that you must, you know, go for your CAO place as soon as you finish school? How do we encourage that? Well, see, the, the, an apprenticeship is actually classed as a, as a, as a, a, school, a school level education. Absolutely. Though, you know? Well, it should be, uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, it is. It is actually because you, you do actually go to college, you know. Well, like, it can open so many doors. Like, why, why you have, you have, like, you have, a lot of lads that I've worked with and, and girls as well over the years, if the minute they've completed that, that apprenticeship, they got the card, you've gone to Australia and Canada and the States or something like that to start new lives and all, just for a better standard of living, like better weather and stuff like that and all. So the minute you, the minute it's like the, you have a trade card. Like, there's any amount of work in Australia and Canada, anywhere else in Europe. Like, mm-hmm. like the world, yeah, the world is your oyster. So, yeah, it opens so many doors, you know. And to be honest with you, you, you like, it is a decent living you make. Of course, it is. you know what I mean. Yeah, because people people see it nowadays as oh the people working in you know the the sales forces or the hub spots or the yahoos or the YouTubes or whatever yeah. that they're making a lot of money and they are making money by the way they're getting good yeah. good wages maybe eighty grand wages but if you're a good plumber or electrician you can pull eighty grand a year all day long absolutely and that's without doing your nixers so like if you don't nixers and you are fairly busy good at you do you're open to six figures you know absolutely but but kids don't see it that way because you're not on Instagram Jared yeah. You know, now, I ha- now, I have seen more recently on TikTok, plasters and painters, you know, putting up their videos. And some of them are very clever the way they're done, yeah. which entices kids into that market as well. You know what I mean? But I think we need to do more about it. We need to show children, or when I say children, teenagers, that there's more to life than pressing buttons and looking at yeah. screens. But the, in the next 20 years, the vast majority of work in this country is all going to be retrofitting. Yes, of TV course. TV panels, solar panels insulating houses, all bringing everything up to stand. Like we're, we're 15, 20 years behind a lot of Europe where we should be regards to... Uh, ratings. Like, yeah, the, ra- the ratings energy ratings. Yeah. That and, and that's where the vast majority of work in this country is going to be over the next 20 years. And well, Eamon, Eamon Ryan believes by 2025 we can start retrofitting 60 or 70,000 houses a year. I don't honestly believe we can because I don't think we're going to have the people to do it. Mm. No, we won't. But like, this is Eamon Ryan you're talking about. <laughs> He's probably asleep. He was probably asleep when he said that. Yeah. You can retrofit the swimming pool for me, please. Yeah. We can retrofit a swimming pool. Get for the you. LEDs yeah. and the sat navs and all the computers oh, yeah, on the screen. He packs it on the LEDs. Would you like a swimming pool in your house, Pam? Of course you would, because that's what you love. That's your passion, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what I'd love? A fresh water, um, 16 metre fresh water swimming pool. Uh, yep. Actually, no chlorine. No, oh, no, no chlorine no, at all. Much, 
Do you, why, why, why wouldn't you want chlorine? I thought chlorine was essential to make sure there's no bacteria. Yeah, there's, there's other ways you can do it. You don't have to actually use chlorine. There's other ways you can do it without actually harming yourself more. There's a, there's a pool in West Cork. Um, I, don't, I don't know his name now, but I went there for an interview years ago and he gave me the job but it didn't fit me at the time, but it was a freshwater pool, but the way he had it done was just like through electrolytes and pumps. Okay. It was brilliant. Okay, oh, and to probably to, um, probably using ultraviolet light as well, which killed... Ultraviolet and heat sensors, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, of course, because I always remember as a kid when you used to go to certain swimming pools, they had too much chlorine in the water and the eyes would be stung out of you by the time well, you get out of it. Now, chlorine, like if you smell a pool and it's chlorine from the from the door when you walk in, it's a dirty pool, you know. Absolutely. Listen, lads, ladies, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Pam. Thanks uh, very much to everybody who got involved in that as well. By the way, you can keep calling, texting. The number's 087 Thanks to Jared as well. Uh, okay, keep calling in. The question I'm asking you is, is there a snobbery? Maybe Jared's right, by the way. Maybe Jared is right. Maybe there is a, well, not a snobbery. Maybe young people are just becoming lazy. I've got a very interesting text there. I'll read it out after the break as well. But the question I want to simply ask you is, how do we encourage more people into apprenticeships? And is there a snobbery? All right, loads of WhatsApp audio there as well coming in at the moment. And people, their messages. I'm 21 and I'm in college now. And I'm studying to be a chemical engineer. But currently, I'm on a building site down in Cork, doing civils, sitting on a machine. So I think it's very unfair to say that the younger generation are lazy and don't want to work because most of us do want to work. It's just that there's this stigma behind our generation at the moment. And it's only the few that don't want to work that ruin it for the rest of us. Okay, when you say it's only the few, I mean, if we do a comparison between now and 20 years ago, uh, the majority of people would have went into manual jobs. Now, I understand, by the way, the Industrial Revolution is not quite what it used to be, but certainly we have construction, uh, and we see that more people are going into college courses, you know, to do academical, I suppose, jobs rather than doing manual jobs. That's the point, I think, that people are making. Okay, uh, Cindy, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Cindy? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Cindy, both your sons did apprenticeships. Yeah. And, like, one of them, they're 32 and 36 now, but two of them went in, they've done great in their leaving sets and decided they were them to do manual work and academic. So the two of them are working well. But he worked, like, four years he had to do that and go to college for three years. Mm-hmm. And in college, he's practically, yeah. Else. Can you move? Can you move, Cindy? Can you move into a different room because we're losing your line slightly? If you could just move yourself into a different room, there. Sorry, is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and um, the eldest son went to Australia for eight years. Right. Worked over there in a partnership in the garage. Okay. Came home. Worked, got a job. Before he came home, he was online to get a job. So he wanted to come home, and he started in the garage but yeah ended up buying the garage man now two years ago and he has his own garage now so the two of them have their own garage the two of them bought rooms. wonderful and they're flying but talk about trying to get an apprentice that's interesting yeah and can I ask you a question by the way I don't know if you've ever discussed this with them are as mechanics are they, are they concerned no they're not mechanics they're body repair oh body and repair oh, okay well they'll always be at a job so I was yeah, going to gonna say, I was going to say, if there were mechanics, they'd be concerned, obviously, with but the electric cars coming in because yeah, that's, you no, know, yeah, body repair. Okay, so the body repairing business will always be there, of course. Yeah. Oh, he's flying. I mean, he has contracts from all the rental cars, everything. Right. Okay. So he's kind of so, kept he kept busy all the time. Oh, never stops. Never stops. And there's great, and with, with respect, there's great money in it. 
Well, he was aged by his house last year. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's great. No, I mean, I, like everyone else is like, I mean, they, they walk the hours. Of so course they do, five yeah. In the morning till five in the evening. Yeah. You know, Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. But to get an apprentice that's interested, you've got to have a, a few of them up there. And that's, as I said, that's all they do, stand on the phone. So they've had a few people come in to do apprenticeships working for them, and unfortunately they were useless. They stand there looking at their phones yeah, all day. Weren't, they weren't interested. Yeah, yeah. They're not and he, he's had two or three of them there and had to let them go because they made more mistakes while they're on the phone and it cost him a lot of money. Yeah, of course it would cost him money if they made a mistake. Yeah, and, yeah but so, the customer comes and sees that the, the, the blemish is still on the car or whatever, yeah. 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 Uh, and it's not good for his reputation either. No, this is it. So he has to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I... Okay, I, I, I get that, Cindy, and you know, you have your hands full there. Uh, the number's 87 8 Bernie, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Bernie? I'm Grace. Uh, I'm Grace. Bernie, did, do you think we should encourage or we should be trying to encourage more kids to go into apprenticeships? Yes. Okay, I so how so. do we do that? Uh, because I, I, I think that the, the piece in the Irish Examiner today was very good. I do believe there's a snobbery around it. I think so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's sad. I there's not many. I'm a machinist. Yeah. And it's very hard to get someone to um, start with me, or you know, to help them yep. learn how to make a garment. Okay. So nobody, uh, people just don't want to sit down on a sewing machine, and, and which is, by the way, a machinist. And, and I know we talk to Babs on a regular basis who comes on the air. She's also a machinist. She sits down sewing. Uh, there's a skill to it. There is. Yeah. Like, it, in our day, this, you're talking about 1970. Yeah. And 80 is, you've got four years to learn how to use all the machines and how to make a jacket or how to make a shirt. All the different types of stitches there is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you get trained starting from clipping up until you need a top machinist, flat machinist. Right. And can you, could you make, like, say, a bridal dress from material to catwalk, so to speak? I could if I wanted to. Okay. But I'm not into, I'm, I'm into more kids stuff. That's what okay. I make. I okay. make for, for children. Okay. You know, where my sister, she's the opposite. She would do the dresses, the wedding dresses. Okay. You know, it's just that it's, it's a dying, it's a dying trade. Everything is a dying trade. And why, why is that in particular dying trade? Is that because we're importing so much cheap gar- so many cheap garments from across the bar- across the world? Yes. Okay. And, and definitely, definitely. And can can you can you produce garments as cheaply as somebody walking into pennies can buy them? No. No. So so that's going to kill your trade, then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I make they're like one off. Yeah. For children and. Um, it's good quality and they last forever. Like yeah, not forever, of course. But, but they last a lot longer. Handed, yes. It, yeah, yeah, it can be handed down for a couple of years. Yeah. And um, that's what pe- over the last twenty years people have realised that with my garments, they get passed to the kids and then the grandkids. Yeah, so it's not disposable and, fashion, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, and that's what the likes of the stores in city centres. You know, it's. It's cheap. You wear it once or twice and wash it, and it's all out of shape, and then it's thrown in a bin. Yeah, yeah. No, I've 
I've had experience. You know? I've had experience of that thinking I'm getting a good deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then yeah. three washes later, it's going into the bin because it's faded or it's stretched or it's got out of shape. You're right. But it, it mentions here on my screen, you were talking to Ashling when you were in school, you know, they kind of more or less thought, oh, she's stupid. So we won't focus oh, on her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, I was basically put to the back of the class because it was too much work for them to sit me down to show me how to read. You know, because I, was, I wasn't saying the words the way everyone else does. I get me B's and D's and S's and C's yeah. all mixed up. So um, they didn't realise it back then. That was, you know, in the 60s. So We don't, uh, when we look, we certainly didn't now, and I still don't think we do to a degree, embrace, um, you know, young people's talents. We're, we're kind of very much focused on the academic side of things, aren't we? Yes, these days they are. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm very colourful and I love using my hands. I can knit, I can sew. I enjoy making things. Yeah. And, and do you, do you think, do. okay, one of the callers said earlier on, I don't necessarily agree that all kids are lazy, by the way, but one of the callers said earlier on that children nowadays or teenagers nowadays are lazy and that they don't want to do those manual jobs or, as he said, get their hands dirty. What they want to do is they want to sit behind a computer and do technical things or do, you know, they're watching too many Instagrammers making money quickly. Yeah. Is, is that what's happening too? I don't know. Hmm. You know, I would love to open a sewing factory. Would you? Get young, yeah. I'd might, get have, young you tried, have you gone to the IDA? Oh, I've, been, I've done all this, but it costs too much. Yeah, like, that, I don't have that amount of money to, to set up. But I would love to run a little sound, but not a little, a few people in, like kids, and yeah. train them. I mean, you should. I mean, you should approach the IDA because even if you have no money, the IDA are there. That's the reason the IDA are there for people like you who don't have any money, but you have an ambition yeah. to do something that can employ people. Because once you employ people, you'll get funded. Yeah, you don't need yeah. money. So you, you should maybe try that, Bernie. Approach your local, I don't know where you live, but I'm sure there's a local IDA in your town or village or whatever, or maybe in your city uh, or close to you and approach them and just say, listen, what do I need to do, you know, to get some sort of capital or funding that I want to open my own, you know, sewing factory or whatever it is or garment factory. And they would assist you. They'll tell you everything you need to do. Uh, now, okay, I've got to go to Imelda just before the break. Imelda, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Imelda? You've got two minutes. Sorry, oh, yeah, sorry to sorry. rush you. <laughs> I just, I committed the conversation a little late, but I just, I kind of heard the statement that, you know, all kids are lazy. And I think that's really wrong. Mm. I think, and, and I think it's also, you cannot compare children nowadays to our teenagers nowadays to teenagers 20, 25 years ago. There is no comparison. But Times I think, I think the point Bernard was making, the plumber, is that kids nowadays, they don't want to lift bricks. They don't want to mix cement. They don't want to... Chop but wood. They don't want laws to... are different nowadays. Mm. Laws are different nowadays. Twenty-five years ago, a youngster on his summer holidays could walk into a building site, get a job, and there would be, wouldn't be an eyelid battered. It's not that simple now. Mm. They're being refused left, right, and centre because there are laws there. They have to have certain breaks. They have to be paid in a certain way. They can only work certain hours. So it, it's not that easy for. So them you to think all the regulations have put restrictions in place well, I think it to has. stop it? It, ha- yeah. it has certainly thwarted them. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah because definitely. I suppose when we were kids, we got the the summer job at fourteen years yes. of age, helping a plumber or something. Absolutely, yeah. it's not that easy to do that now, unless you know somebody, yeah. unless you're in with somebody. Yeah. But for for a youngster to walk, there's plenty of youngsters that want to work for the summer. They just can't get the job. Yeah, because of health and safety reasons yeah, and all that kind of carry on. Absolutely. I just yeah. think. 
they're, it's, it's just they're, they're given a bit of a raw deal. I do think they're given. But a, do you, and do you, do you not think technology has? Do you, I mean, you heard one of the girls earlier on saying her two sons yeah. are panel beaters. They've hired apprentices to help them, yeah. and they spend more time on their phone than they do working. I absolutely, I do. Yeah, and and there will always be those types out there, but yeah. there are also lots more of the ones who want to go in and want to work. Like yeah. my son is doing an apprenticeship. What's he could he have gone to college if he wanted to, because he was smart enough. But he wanted to work with his hands. And what's he doing, by the way? He uh, an apprentice electrician. Wonderful. And, and, and by the way, he'll, and he'll make a great living doing it as well. Yeah, and well, he gets up at half five every morning because he has to travel to go to work. He saved to buy his car. He passed his test. And he goes to work every morning at half five and he's home at uh, half four or five o'clock in the evening. And how many more years has he got? He's, a, he's just coming in towards the end of his second year, so he, he's a good bit to go. Oh, well, in two, in two years' time, he'll be out on the road, he'll be doing nixers, he'll be working for a company, and he'll be probably pulling a six-figure sum. He might, and he might, and if the college placements <laughs> are there, but the, the phases are so delayed yeah. that they're not getting their papers in time. So they could okay. be doing six-year apprenticeships. Oh, gosh, OK. So, yeah. Well, look, Mel, I'm sorry I'm a bit rushed for time. Thank you very That's much okay. indeed. And, and Mel makes a fair point. OK, they're not all lazy, but I think just times have changed, I suppose. Noel, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing? Not too bad, Noel, at all. Good. Now, your son wants to do an apprenticeship, uh, but, you're, but you're having yeah. problems finding somewhere to do it. Correct. Okay, he so wants to be a carpenter. Okay. He, yeah. he's leaving, he finished his leaving cert, and now he has to go to LIT in Limerick for 12 weeks to decide on a different apprenticeship courses every day, right? right. Every week. Okay. Different. So that they can help him get a place as a carpenter. Is it, no that, is it that difficult to get a place there? It is. Well, it probably is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no one wants to check them on because, like they're saying, oh, they're all the same, they're all on their phones. But he, no, he does be on his phone, I won't make a lawyer out of him. <laughs> no, no, but no. he is really interested in doing this. And you know what, that's went, wonderful, but but the, the problem for him is, and, and again I go back to the article of the Irish Examiner, there's 83,803 uh, college places, but there's only 8,607 apprenticeships available, which is ridiculous, yeah. because considering that 63% of the construction industry are c- crying for staff. They just can't get carpenters or plumbers or electricians. Well, this is it, but they won't give them the places then. They have no one to take them on. Because there is, the problem is that there isn't enough people like your son in the area who want to do it, so it's not worth their while setting up the courses, and that's why they won't do it. Yes, and that's the right, sad part right. about it. Which means that if he gets his place in September in LIT, he has to travel for 45 minutes to go for this day course, and then travel home in the evening for 45 minutes. And would, it be, would it be worth his while going into, say, into Cork City or Limerick City or Dublin City, to, to maybe because he'd have a better opportunity to get somewhere where he might get an apprenticeship. No, we've tried all of that now. Yeah. We've tried everything. He went for an interview this morning in a, com- uh, in a factory. This is how desperate he is to do something. Right. He went for an interview and they asked him what he wanted to do for his future. So he told them. And they basically turned around and said to him, well, your heart's not in this job. This job isn't for you. Right. Okay, so that's, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, I feel sorry for him because he's trying, he, this is what he wants, he's, this is his passion. And you know, I don't know what it's like nowadays, but in the old days, going back 20, 30 years ago, if he wanted to be a carpenter, if you knew a carpenter, he'd take him on as an apprentice. That was just the way it was done. Yes, correct. But, but now it's all changed. They've made it so much more difficult for young people to do. They do, yeah. It's college or nothing. And well, that's he, it, yeah. He wasn't, we used to have to force him to go to school. Yeah. But we insisted he do do the leaving cert, you know. And now it's college or nothing. And he is not even looking in. 
he actually said the other day that he'd rather be on the dole than go to college. I know, I understand, I understand what you're saying and, and that's, t- that's tough. And it, it, there's a text actually here from somebody in a similar situation. My 16-year-old son, since July, has been uh, saying he doesn't want to go back to school. He wants to do an apprenticeship instead and he's been helping his uncle on a construction site and now he thinks this is the job for him for his life. And I can understand, you know, yes, why? Because yes. maybe the kid just isn't an academic and there's nothing wrong with that. He could be good with no, his hands. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there well, are people like that. Well. You know? Yeah, he's not an academic. He never was. Yeah, just no interest in it. He just—he would rather—he would rather go out and you know build a wardrobe or, or build a kitchen or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he said, his father built a shed at the back of the house when they had COVID. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly. And he was in his element. He loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but now he's sitting at home on his phone, playing video games because he has absolutely nothing else to do. Right. Okay, well, that's not good, is it? That's not good for his well, mental not health. Sure it's not good for his future. mental health, you know? No, I'm not sure what kind of a future he has at all. Well, I suppose it, it'd be best for the moment, Noel. I know it's tough, and I, and I don't want to be the one saying it. It's probably best to get some sort of part-time job just to keep him occupied, even yeah. for the time being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. Until yeah, something oh, yeah. comes up for him, you know? But I think, he he might, his... unfortunately, at the moment, the way it is with apprenticeships, I think he's going to have to look further afield, you know, and yeah. other towns and cities, because, and I know that's difficult for you as a ma'am, but I think that's what he's going to have to do if that's what he wants to do to follow his dream at the moment. Well, that's it, you see. Well, mm. we pray he gets this thing in September, yeah. this course. Hopefully, and hopefully. And they'll be able to help him out. Hopefully. Listen, I hope he gets what he wants, Noel. And I All hope, right, I hope he'll be on to me in four years' time telling me he's qualified and he's making a six-figure sum. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Noel. Okay, a lot of kids, by the way, in that same situation, they want an apprenticeship. It's not like the old days. I don't think it is, anyway. Maybe it is. I, I just, I obviously don't know anymore. But there was the old days where, you know, you wanted to be an electrician or a plumber or a carpenter and your dad knew a plumber. He'd just take you on as an apprentice and you'd work with him for three or four years on an apprenticeship. And then you get your qualifications. That was the way it used to be. You know what I mean? Hi, Niall. Uh, this is Shane. I, I've been plumbing here the last five years and uh, I'm still waiting on my papers. And the reason I'm waiting for my papers is because of the big massive backlog there is trying to get into college with apprenticeships. It's actually a bit of a joke inside this country. Apprentices built this country. And at the end of the day, like the young fellas, they want to go in, they want to get a job inside in a factory because they're starting off inside in a factory at five, 600 euro a week. First year apprentice is only making 200 euro and the cost of living inside in this country is only going up and up and up. Yep, yeah, no, I get that. It can be tough being an apprentice on the salaries or the wages that you get for the first few years. How are you, Noel? Uh, just another point on um, trades, on uh, trade work. Like, I, I'm a service engineer myself, so I drive around different hotels and restaurants and fix the machines and the kitchen to break. But no two days for me are the same, ever. Because I'm always, like, I can be in three or four different locations on the one day, you know the way? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be said for that alone. Yeah, yeah, of course. You, you get together, well, depending on who you're working for. If you're working for yourself or working for another company, I suppose, that'd be a difference, wouldn't it? Noel, how many times have you seen kids going around with a llama cutting grass? She used to do myself when I was a kid to make a few bob. You don't yeah. see it anymore, Noel. No. Kids got too much too quick. Maybe, Thanks, Noel. Yeah, maybe they're kind of a bit overprotected nowadays. Parents are going, oh, I'm not going to let him touch a lawnmower in case he hurts himself. I, I, I kind of get that, yeah. yeah. How's it going? Sorry, I can't come on. Um, I think it needs to start at secondary school because when you're in school, all you hear about is college, career guidance is all college, college, college. There's never a mention of apprenticeships. It'd be good if they got people in 
in the trades, speak about the trades and actually speak about the salaries as well so people actually can see how much money you can earn. Um, I'd done two years in college, um, wasn't for me and ended up doing a plumbing apprenticeship and then done my gas courses so there's a lot of money to be made out there but again I think it starts at school level that's where they should be pushing it. All right, by the way, on that note, I did, I did get a text, by the way, and it says World Skills, or should I say World Skills Ireland 2022 is happening in the RDS on September the 13th to the 15th with over 30 different skills on show from hairdressing to bricklaying uh, or central security or to carpentry. And Quiva, who said the text, joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Quiva. Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing? It's a quince- yeah, it's a coincidence, by the way. You were listening into the show uh, and you mentioned about, uh, I didn't know about World Skills uh, Ireland yeah, 2022. Like- we was listening to the conversation and I just think it's so important to jump on here and share about World Skills Ireland because it's so relevant, especially to that last caller's message, what he was talking about, secondary school education. And we just want to say, like, it's not just about educating students about apprenticeships and further education options to them. It's also about educating the parents and the teachers, too. You know, if the parents and the teachers and the students mm. don't know about the different education apprenticeship options, then the skill shortages across all the trades in Ireland, it's, that issue is never going to be fixed. And we feel like the best way to do that and to educate them is to show them live face to face. And that's exactly what World Skills Ireland is. And that's why it's happening. And I, I think it's wonderful I, I, to show kids that, look, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a hairdresser. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a bricklayer or a plaster or a plumber or a carpenter or whatever it is. But when I read this article in the Irish Examiner today, that a total of 83,000 CEO college places have you know been applied for. But yet there's only 8,607 apprenticeships. And and the industries that are really looking for staff are They're the ones that are screaming out for them now. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, and they are. And the problem is, it's just they just they're, they're, they don't know about the options that are available to them. And at the show at World Skills Ireland, not only do we have thirty one national skill finals taking place, we have an educator zone, we have an employer zone that are screaming out for apprentices, and we have an, a hero stage. It's it's given the students, the parents, and the teachers first hand experience and real life, real case studies so that they can really see, look, if this is what they want to do, follow their passion into a career. And it is there. Like you said, there's so much options out there, but it's just not following through and the do students think, don't know about it. Do you think, Quiva, because he, Tom, uh, Dr. Tom O'Connor mentions in the article that he believes, and he's an economist and sociologist, he thinks there's an education snobbery, that there's this thing that, oh, I'm going to go to college and throw me hat in the air in four years' time and have a degree, and for parents, it's automatic. What course are you going to do in college? Rather than, you know, a child who may not be an academic, you know, flunking the whole thing and probably dropping out after two years. Um, and they might be brilliant at carpentry. They might be brilliant, be it boy or girl, by the way. They but might that's be... it. Yeah, no, that's it. And I think there's definitely like a perception of all these different trades. And that's what we're trying to change with World Skills Ireland. We're trying to change the perception for the parents and the teachers to really push. If, if this student really does have a passion for carpentry and, you know, maybe they're not so much down the line of going to third level education, that they do have career options. There is a career and a, a really good career long term for them. You know, the money's there, the jobs are there. But if they're not educated in the schools and the teachers and the parents don't know, then we're not getting the students down the line into these apprenticeships and that's the issue and, and, and that's social what we're media, to do. I mean social media has kind of brought on upon a snobbery on this as well and I mentioned earlier yeah. on you know a guy meets a girl in a bar and she says what do you do for a living oh I'm a software developer that kind of sounds cool what are you doing for a living mm. I'm, a, I'm a plumber and yet the plumber could be earning more than the software developer yeah. you know yeah. there is a kind of snobbery around the whole thing isn't it yeah. anybody who's manual work yeah we're just so excited that we're getting to because 
this conversation just keeps turning and turning and turning. We're just, we're bringing it live. We think everyone, we've mm. invited all 700 secondary schools to the show. We have over 13,000 people registered to attend. It's just over three weeks' time. It's, we're really excited that we can and, and how And if people want to go along to that, okay, so it's called World Skills Ireland World Skills Ireland. It's free registration for group bookings. and They have to be registered to attend. So it's 13th to the 15th of September. They can go on to worldskillsireland.com to register. Okay, worldskillsireland.com if you want to register. Yeah. So if you're a parent yeah. of a child you think, you know, may want to quit the carpenter or plumber, yeah. this is the place to be because you get... Or a teacher or career guidance, like yeah. to educate yourself at all these new trades that are coming down the line, especially the IT sector. You know, we have cybersecurity. We have so many of these cool ITC sectors and skills that are coming down the line that students need to be educated about. Okay, listen, it sounds like a wonderful idea and I would recommend that people go to it or people Thanks who so might much, have that passion. Alright, listen, thank you very much indeed. You can register okay. on worldskillsireland.com and it's on, on September the 13th to the 15th of September and it's recommended for kids, for parents, for teachers, for career guidance teachers, maybe to recommend to people, you know, and, and I suppose think outside the box. I know that's a very cliche thing to say isn't think outside the box. Uh, the number is 087 Well, there's an element of snobbery, I suppose, goes on there uh, within Ireland and classism. But um, some trades will pay more than any third level education uh, would lead to. You know, and in regards to third level education, an arts degree, things like that, they're not going to get you any sort of a, a decent job. They're fairly Probably useless not, yeah. if you think it's going to lead to a high paying job. Yeah, the only maybe. third level degrees worth doing are STEM degrees. Or degrees in vocational subjects. Other than that, they're practically a waste of time when it comes to employment. And trades would be a much better option for most people. As I say, these trades, most of them, will pay more than most professions get paid. You're right. And I know so many people, I know a guy who did a four-year four course, degree course in engineering. Now it'll stand to him. But he works in radio now. He's no interest in engineering. He did it. He told me himself. He did it because his mother and father wanted him to do it. And that's such a waste of time. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.